Good morning, Rye. Oh my gosh, you brought your cat Tuesday in today? Every day is Tuesday in my house. Mr. Ryan, please may I have a tasty treat? One of those crunchy numbers. Whoa, Pam, did you hear that? Tuesday just talked to me. Yeah, I think she wants a treat. That's exactly what I want. Thank you, Pamela. Mm, you should probably start the show. I'm Pamela Kirkland. And I'm Ryan Willard. And I'm Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Nope. It's uh, <clears throat> it's Thursday, November 2nd. You okay, Rye? I don't know. But I do know this is the 10 News. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Pam, you're telling me you don't hear Tuesday? I heard her. I love that she's a tuxedo cat. Mr. Ryan, why aren't you celebrating the 50th anniversary of the Endangered Species Act? I, I, I don't know a lot about the Endangered Species Act. Why should I celebrate its 50th anniversary? That's a great question, Rye. Endangered Species Day is actually the third Friday in May. But there's a podcast party right now celebrating the Endangered Species Act 50th anniversary. We did a podcast party last year. It's when we get together with our favorite podcast to talk about a topic. And this year, our friends over at Wow in the World have a fun episode about orangutans. And now, back to the Endangered Species Act, or the ESA. It provides a program for the conservation of threatened or endangered plants and animals and the habitats in which they're found. So it basically helps to make sure plants, animals, and their habitats don't go extinct, aka wiped from existence? Yep, and the Endangered Species Act has a stellar success rate. 99% of species listed on it have avoided extinction. Let me call Ryan Nurse. He loves to talk about this stuff. Hey, Ryan. Yep, we're doing a podcast party. Can you tell us about endangered species? I'm going to put you on speaker. Let's talk about the endangered species success stories. I'm talking about the peregrine falcon, the carner blue butterfly, the delmarva fox squirrel, I'm talking about species that have come back from the brink of extinction to survive and thrive. So sit back and grab a snack because I'm going to introduce you to five fascinating animals that, thanks to us humans helping them out, have been officially unendangered. First up, the most American of all American animals, the majestic bald eagle. It's no big deal, you know, just a bird of prey with an eight foot wingspan that swoops down from up to 10,000 feet in the air, flying up 100 miles an hour, and then snatches up unsuspecting fish in its talons. Well, in the mid 1960s, bald eagles, which aren't actually bald, but have a little tuft of white head feathers, were driven to the brink of extinction. The culprit was a disgusting pesticide once used by farmers called DDT thinned the eagle's eggshells, killing off their cute little chicks before they even were born. But not anymore. In 1962, Rachel Carson's conservation book, Silent Spring, exposed the horrible effects of DDT. Political pressure mounted until the Environmental Protection Agency banned DDT in 1972. 
Thanks to that ban and captive breeding efforts, the bald eagle has returned to patrolling American skies. It was taken off the endangered species list in 2007. And today, there are over 1,500 eagle mating pairs. <laughs> yeah! <sighs> oh man, I'm already worn out. But I can't stop now. This next story is so great. Have you heard about the Kirtland's Warbler? That's number two on our list. It's this cute little yellow bird that almost went extinct for the most interesting reason. A different bird, the parasitic brown-headed cowbird, started laying its eggs in the nests of Kirtland's Warblers. And the Warblers got all confused and couldn't raise their own chicks successfully but conservationists launched a cowbird removal effort in 1972. Sure enough, as the cowbirds disappeared, the Kirtland's warblers were able to raise their own chicks, and they started to thrive. And today, the Kirtland's warbler is back, baby. All right, number three now. Another cute animal that faced down an invasive species and almost lost is the monado gecko a tiny lizard with a huge success story. These little big-eyed creatures are only found on the island of Manito, off the coast of Puerto Rico. That is, until the rats came along. That's right, a horde of black rats spread across Manito like a plague, gobbling up geckos along the way. In the 1990s, Puerto Rican conservation officials launched what they called a black rat eradication program. And by 2014, the island was totally rat free. Soon enough, the Manito gecko was taken off the endangered species list. Today, there are almost 8,000 of the geckos on the island. Yes! But not every endangered species has such a simple solution. Unlike those warblers and geckos, green sea turtles face so many dangers, they almost disappeared entirely. Oh man. And that's why they're number four on the list. In 1990, the population of green sea turtles was 50 total in the world. All of them lived at a wildlife refuge on Florida's east coast. But green sea turtles are as cute as they are tough. They're exposed to all kinds of threats from the destruction of beach habitat to getting tangled up in fishing here. In the 1990s, the Environmental Defense Fund worked with fishermen to create special nets that release sea turtles through a trap door while still collecting shrimp. Thanks to this special net and protection of their beaches, the green sea turtle population has gone from 50 turtles to more than 24,000 nests today. Okay, moving along from the very small to the very, very big. And by big, I mean 60 feet long and 60,000 pounds. This is the last on our list of five fascinating animals. I'm talking about the humpback whale. These magnificent mammals are known for their acrobatic leaps from the sea and their complex singing patterns, which sound a little something like this. But by the 1960s, that song probably sounded pretty sad because humpback whales were almost hunted to extinction. By 1965, there were only 1,200 humpbacks left. The turning point was an international ban on commercial whale hunting, which took effect in 1966. 
Thanks to that van, humpback whales have made a total turnaround. There are over 21,000 humpbacks today. We may have many more challenges to go, but it's important to recognize that we humans can help turn the tide of animal species that are struggling to survive. From enormous whales to tiny geckos, conservationists have helped save the existence of dozens of animals. So on that note, I'm here to wish you a very happy unendangered species day. It's so nice to hear good news about endangered species. Thank you, Ryan Nurse. Talk to you later. I love your name, other Mr. Ryan. Yeah, he really does have a great name. Fun fact alert. One animal that Ryan Nurse mentioned that I love is the Delmarva fox squirrel. Thanks to conservation, it was removed from the endangered species list in 2015. The Delmarva fox squirrel can grow up to 30 inches long and weigh up to three pounds and its bushy tail can reach 15 inches in length. Wow. It's a subspecies of fox squirrels, which are the largest tree squirrels in the Western hemisphere. My favorite fact about the Delmarva fox squirrel is that it can use its bushy tail as a blanket to wrap around itself during cold weather. Mr. Ryan, please may I have another treat. You've had enough treats for today, Tuesday. What? Well, I guess I'll just have to find them myself. We love animals here at the 10 News. We're celebrating the Endangered Species Act, and it makes us think of all the animals that are close to home for you. And I know some of you tenors might want to be veterinarians when you grow up. So I sat down with Shelby Carter. She's studying to be one and is a Banfield Pet Hospital Next Vet intern. My name is Shelby Carter. Um, I'm a sophomore on the pre-veterinary track at Duke University. Um, and I was part of Banfield Pet Hospitals, class of 2023 of Next Vet interns. I've honestly pretty much spent my entire life wanting to be a veterinarian. So um, yeah, in the summer I had the opportunity to be a Next Vet intern, which is a really amazing program. Um, that's tailored to the next generation of veterinarians. That's very cool. And when you're passionate about something, it feels less like a job and more exactly. like you get to do something that you enjoy. So you yeah. told us a little bit about the Next Vet program. Can you tell us a little bit about what you did as a Next Vet intern? I was matched with Banfield's Office Town, which is the Banfield in New York City in Manhattan. Um, and what's unique about Banfield Uptown is that I was actually able to work under a black female veterinarian and a black female practice manager. It was truly just a unique opportunity to be a part of a team of passionate and driven individuals who also understand the particular experience of, of being a black woman in the industry. Um, and in particular, the doctor I worked with, Dr. Markley, um, was incredibly inspiring. Um, and you know, the significance of having a mentor and leader who looks like you really just cannot be overstated. I know my inner child is absolutely floored to be able to work this closely with a veterinarian who looks like me and who was also so willing to help foster my growth in this field that I've pretty much been preparing my entire life to enter. Do you have a favorite animal to treat or a favorite animal to study? Uh, so as of right now, I'm pretty focused on small animal medicine. Um, I have spent some time in exotics, 
Uh, I did shadow the veterinarian at my local zoo when I was in high school. Um, but I am pretty confident that I want to be treating pets. So within the small animal medicine, um, I would like to say my favorite animals to treat are like the big cuddly dogs, like a really sweet big dog. I love a good Rottweiler or a Pity or a Golden, like a classic Labrador Retriever. Anyone that's big and just cuddly, a lot of times they don't even realize their size and they just want to lay in your lap and get all the love and attention. And um, you also typically will have to meet them where they sit on the floor. So I've gotten pretty, <laughs> I've gotten pretty comfortable performing tasks on my knees next to these patients. I have a coworker who will actually wear knee pads under his scrubs. He wore knee pads under his scrubs because you know, when there's a big dog or something, that's that's where you are. That's where you're going to sit, yep. um, treat them. And I absolutely love when they come in. I would say um, more often we would see smaller dogs and cats even. And then when the big dogs would come in, it would just be like a huge treat for me. It was really exciting. Oh. <laughs> so what's next for you? You've completed the Next Vet program. What What are your future plans? So um, after this summer, it's pretty much just back to school for me. Um, so I'm a student at Duke University. So right now I'm in Durham in North Carolina and my days are pretty much filled with classes and labs and homework and um, also just still trying to take every opportunity to spend time with animals. Um, and then other than that, um, I'm going to spend as much time as I can in actual veterinary medicine environments um, and just really take the time to work on my technical veterinary assistant skills. Okay, last thing, Shelby. Since you're a student, we're going to give you a little quiz. I'm going to play an animal sound and you're going to guess it. Okay. I'm excited about this one. First one. <laughs> I know that one. That was a cow. Okay, next one. It's some sort of farm animal. Is it like a sheep? Goat? A moose. A moose? Really? <laughs> okay, last one. One more time. It's some sort of bird. Like a monkey? Oh, is that is it a hyena? <laughs> I hear it. I hear the laugh. Thank you, Shelby, for playing our quiz today. Thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of fun for me. Hopefully a moose won't be coming into the pet hospital anytime soon. Before you go, I think you need to check out the trivia room. Welcome to the trivia room. Oh, you must be Owen. I've heard about this trivia room. and I'm very, very excited to be here. Yes, and today you will get an extra special treat. Midnight, the 10 News Cat is here too and willing to sit on your lap and help you out with today's trivia. <laughs> Are you ready? Yes, let's do it. What is going on here? Trivia on the 10. We've talked about a lot of different animal species today. And yes, Midnight, felines are my favorite. Wink! But do you know how many different animal species scientists estimate exist in the world? Is it A, 1 to 2 million, B, 
8 to 9 million or C, 1 billion? Wow, um, this is a good one. Um, I think I remember from my genetics and evolution course just last semester that there are, I think, over a million species of just insects themselves. So I think A is too low um, and C, one billion is, is too many. I think that's too many. So I, I'm going to go with B, eight to nine million. The answer is... B, eight to nine million species. Scientists estimate that there are over 8.7 million species in the world, not including insects, and have only discovered 1.2 million of them. That leaves a lot more to learn about. A mini fun fact for the tenors, my favorite animal species isn't even an animal. It's the Argentine ant. One of the smallest ants, yet holding the biggest territory in the world. Thank you for joining us, Shelby, and you too, Midnight. Oh, hello! A fellow cat! I'm Tuesday! Well, nice to meet you, Tuesday. I'm Midnight. I saw you kicking about, and I was wondering, are we going to be friends or are we going to be foes? Well, I'm the 10 News cat, so <laughs> we should probably be friends. Hey, you know where Ryan keeps the treats? I'm thinking we should have a gander at his desk and see what's popping off. They're not salmon, are they? I don't do salmon. Pam, you really don't hear Tuesday and Midnight talking to each other? I think they're saying we need to give 10 new snaps to one of our listeners. But before we do, here's a quick note for the grown-ups. That's my line! Calling all kids in the car. Brittany and Meredith here from the chart-topping Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam? We've got the cure. Three rounds of fresh trivia every single week. Movies, music, even science and Disney. We've got something for every trivia buff in the car. No more crickets chirping on those long journeys. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast is your secret weapon for connecting and laughing with kids of all ages, teens, toddlers, adults, it doesn't matter. Spark their curiosity and challenge their brains with every episode. New episodes drop weekly wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures. Hi, friends. Are you looking for a storytime podcast with your littles? Something that has some great storytelling and maybe some conversation about it? Look no further. With Storytime with Philip and Mommy, my little guy Philip and I sit down every single day and read a story together. And we, of course, want you to join us. Grab your copy of the book, sit down, let's read it, and let's talk about it. We'll learn new words, we'll learn new ideas, and then we'll learn how we can use those stories in our lives. It's a lot of fun. Classics like Little Golden Books or Berenstain Bears, all the way up through the newest phenomenons like Bluey. We talk about them and we have a lot of laughs. It's a great time and we hope that you can come and join us. So please look for us and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Storytime with Philip and Mommy. Thanks so much. We'll see you there. Time for 10 new snaps. An unnamed tenor left us this review on Apple. I love this podcast. I listen to it every night before I go to bed. Anyways, love the podcast. Keep it up, Ryan and Pam. <laughs>
Thank you, Unnamed Tenor. I hope you get a great night's sleep tonight. 10 Things You Need to Know drops every Tuesday and our in-depth reports drop every Thursday. And if you want some bonus content, you can join the Tenors Club on our website or on Apple Podcasts. The 10 News is a co-production of Small But Mighty Media and Next Chapter Podcast and part of the Airwave Podcast Network. The 10 News creative team is trying to teach our pets English and includes Tracy Crooks, Logan DeYoung, Korean Katabayan, Carson Potter, and Chad Chennai. Big thanks to Ryan Nurs, Owen, Tuesday, and Midnight for contributing to this episode. And another big thanks to Shelby Carter for stopping by. Our production director is Jeremiah Tittle, and our executive producers are Donald Albright and show creator Tracy Leeds Kaplan. I'm Ryan Willard. And I'm Pamela Kirkland. Thanks for listening to The 10 News. And I always knew Midnight and Tuesday could talk. Have you ever wondered who the Mary was from Bloody Mary? If the Loch Ness Monster was real, or if Ouija boards actually worked? On each episode of the family-friendly Unspookable, we look at the histories and mysteries behind your favorite scary stories, myths, and urban legends to get the real stories behind the scares. Want to solve your next mystery? Find and follow Unspookable now wherever you get your podcasts. Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now.